Man Tools is brought to you by EXO Auto Works, Colorado Springs home of the $30 synthetic blend oil change. Includes up to five quarts and standard filter. Additional oil and specialty filters extra. Includes tire rotation and vehicle inspection. Also, $225 front or rear disc brakes. Includes new pads and rotors. Applies to most vehicles. Call now, 719-375-3232 or visit exoautoworks.com to make your appointment. Enharmonic Studios. Enharmonic Studios is a hybrid digital analog facility designed to be quality and affordable to anyone who wants to make history. They have all the tools to help you with your audio and production needs. From tracking demos to full CD productions, reamping, mixing, mastering, and more. Want your VHS to DVD or your old cassettes and records to CD? They do that too. Whatever your needs, they can help. Call today, 719-963-2020, or go to facebook.com slash enharmonicstudios and let them know you found out about them through Man Tools for a special discount. Morty on the Move. Morty on the Move is a killer show that highlights the Southern Colorado music scene by bringing you a live performance and interview from a different band every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Tune in at facebook.com slash Morty's page or go there after our show to see what you've been missing. Madrid Maintenance. Besides being our partner for Give Mom a Hand, our community outreach program, Madrid Maintenance offers excellent handyman services in the Colorado Springs area like sprinklers, light fixtures, electrical, plumbing, disposal and softener installs, drywall, doors, paint, flooring and tile, appliance installs, and more, starting at just $35 an hour. You can reach them by phone at 719-963-2020 or online at facebook.com slash Maintenance. Tell them Mantool sent you for a special discount. And I want to thank you all for joining us. None of us will ever forget this day. Until we've achieved our mission. None of these demands were met. Video monitors. We are stronger than ever, and we will prove it to the world. Thank you all for coming. How's it going? Another uh, Man Tools Thursday night, right here at seven thirty. Man Tools Standard Time. I'd like to welcome Emerald. Em- 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 Emerald. Emerald to the show. <laughs> How you doing, Emerald? <laughs> wow, fuck. We'd like to welcome all y'all to the show, and uh, hope you're enjoying your holiday season. Uh, <laughs> we've got a we've got a pretty cool show for you tonight. Some interesting um, news in the election front. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a couple of uh, we got a, we got some cool stuff coming up for you. But if you want to get in on the show, you know how to get a hold of us via any of the live streaming um, chitty chats. Chitty chatties, they'll all pop up on our screen now. It's like we, uh, it's kind of like we know what we're doing. Good job, almost. Trevor. We're getting there. I just <laughs> click buttons; it all goes to hell. 
All goes to hell. Or you can give us a call at 719-285-9863. That number will be at the bottom of your screen during the broadcast. And if you call whilst we are not on the air, you can leave a voicemail, and we will play it on the sure air. You can't. Or you can also send a text to that number, too, if, that you, if sure. you prefer that method of uh, communications. Text away. I've got a uh, – Trevor – I've got a I've got a what's pissing off Trevor. Pissing oh yeah, Eric off. So, yeah? yeah. We'll get All into right. that. We'll get into that. We can do that. Minute. Um, but again, call into the show. Uh, also, remember thank our sponsors. Check them out. Check out all those uh, pages. And um, we do have new merch. Ugly Christmas sweaters. Super ugly Christmas sweaters with the Scully. You can check those out at mantlesmedia.threadless.com. They look really ugly. They're awesome. <laughs> they do. <laughs> kind of, I kind of bummed because there was. I did myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, did. There's an ugly Christmas sweater party, and I was like, "Damn it, I need to get one of those." So <laughs> I have to uh, overnight that bad boy for this weekend. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Well, anyway, Trevor, how was your week? Not bad. Um, relatively uneventful. Uh, my daughter turned twelve. We kind of talked about that with. Uh, the week in history, but it actually uh-huh. happened this week. Sure. <sighs> it's already 12. It makes me feel old. <laughs> Has been 12 years, hasn't it? Makes me, uh, makes me notice the uh, Polly Walnuts gray, for those of you that wow. get the Sopranos reference right. there. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> wow. 12. It's definitely coming in, and uh, the, the beard is really looking. Like, I'm glad this mic kind of covers it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got my racing stripes going too. Here, check it out. Yeah, look like a Shelby Cobra. <laughs> I don't know. The uh, <laughs> yeah, the basement matches the roof. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, we say the car does the carpet match the drapes. Yeah, sure. I so got you. Yeah, the basement matches the, match the roof. Yeah, sure does. I feel you. Sure does. Yep, same paint job. Yep. Very interesting. <laughs> more <laughs> more salt than pepper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is that. Well, I had a fun Monday. Yeah? It was a, a manly $5 mug Monday down at the Hype. Ooh. It was like guys night out because um, we had a really, really shit snowstorm, right? Yes, we did, yeah. And, you know, the gals didn't want to drive in on that, and there I am in my, you know, four-wheel drive just already going to work and doing drywall by right 5 a.m i'm like yep i'll be there by noon i'll just open it up so uh doug and i uh basically did you know the full spectrum that day and it's quite enlightening i will say this uh <laughs> you do got you you do need to write down your regulars prices because you know if you're the if you're a guy's there every single day you get like your little thing for special price, and I forgot. Right, totally, yeah. or I didn't even know. Like it wasn't written down. I didn't know. Figured it was cheap enough. But, but if you're if you're a cool regular, you don't bring that up. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I know. It's yeah. like we don't talk about the show if before the show. If, so you're, can, if you're cool, you just if you're cool. Regular, you just like, let yeah, that fine. slide. It's All fine. Right. He doesn't know. It's he fine. doesn't know. You let it slide, and you uh, make sure to go back to your bartender at that moment. <laughs> So, yeah, I boned that out, and I was like, well, um, I paid for his tab the next night, like the whole thing, because I was like, god damn it. Nice. In hindsight, I was like, yeah, of course, of course he doesn't pay, you know, full price for his wells. Of course not. That's That was stupid of me, you know, not thinking, 
just trying to keep everything flowing and moving and you know having to cook and bartend and you know uh mostly janitor mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's the thing yeah you know and trying to and trying to figure out some inventory you know just trying to do the whole thing all at once and just run the bar <laughs> i didn't yeah i didn't i wasn't thinking so I've, i apologized to him like you know what yeah you're right man of course you don't my bad but again if you're a really cool rig yeah you don't even bring it up no no you just pay your bill and come back to the next to the other gal but it was fun. We had all the hockey games on, football, hockey, football, hockey, football, hockey on every TV. Just there you go. Hell yeah! There was no band. There was no uh, karaoke. There's no DJ. There's no shit to get in the way of just men talking shit and being men. Nice, yeah. It's a good, good manly Monday. Um, everybody talked about their job, <laughs> their ex-wife. That poor guy. He's getting rolled. That you know happens. Yeah. Uh, other cats just come in just to kick it. Hey, you know, they're like, what is it, guys night? Like, it is now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is now. So, yeah. Welcome to a, the Sausage Fest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when you roll, if you roll into a thing, a situation like that, and it's just, it's just all sausages, you can just be like, well, it's, it's guys night. Yep. And now it's, uh, yeah, now it's guys night. Screw it. Anyway, we had fun. We had a good time. It was very enlightening on more than one front. And uh, I work a lot all day, every almost every day. I mean, at least eight days a week. Yep. So standing for, um, you know, a 14-hour shift, running around bartending, just walking. Ah, I was sore the next morning. A whole different muscle group that That'll you do normally it. don't use. Yep. So, very enlightening. Now I know where the girls were, orthopedic shoes. Yes. <laughs> and then, then they're in their 20s. Yeah. So, kudos to that. That was a lot of fun. That was very enlightening. Um, had a good time with that. I think, uh, oh, and, and man, deadlines. Remember we were talking about deadlines last week? We, yes, yeah. We met them. Awesome. Yeah, Sunday by 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I finally met them for Monday at 11 a.m. All the bills are in. Everything's taken pictured of. Everything got walked through. It was getting dark, so I couldn't get all the pictures of all the... the we have four jobs we were on. So the deadlines were met. Super stoked on that. That's always good. Yeah, testament to my guys. Big shout out to them for doing a hell of a job working through the weekend. It was great. It's really great. So... We probably screwed ourselves because now they're like, hey, uh, we need this so one you, done you by do, Christmas. You can do this in like three days, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. The answer is no. We'll do our best. So sometimes you can pull them out, but. That's a, uh, as we call it in the military, a surge effort. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I will use that term. No, no, no. That was a surge effort <laughs> to meet deadlines. We are back to normal working hours. <laughs> Because the hours are just, it's December, it's late December, hours are so damn short, you only get like six hours of daylight. That's it, man. That are workable, because we tried to go to work uh, Tuesday morning, and yeah, went, to go, went to go do siding, and we're like, all right, screw it, you know, we're all bundled up, we get there, I was there five minutes, I got the, the saw out, and went, Wah, and it, it didn't cut, it just shattered into pieces, <laughs> like a five foot section, just went, <laughs> it's a little chilly. It's like, well, we're done for the day. Don't even bother. 
Yeah, sometimes you're just at the mercy of Mother Nature. Yeah, there's no way. If I start, yeah, I can't cut, you know, cut those pieces or try to nail them in. They just shatter. That's Yeah, that's that not going to work. It's called mastic. If you guys want to look that up, like their MSDS report or something, it probably says <laughs> uncuttable below yeah, 20 some, degrees. Yeah. So I had my little thing on, you know, the warming gloves, the my hunting boots with the battery pack. I was ready to rock and roll, man. Nope. Nope. Not happening. Anyways, on with the show. If you guys are going to chime in with us, give us a call. 719-285-9863. Or hit us up on the chatty chats. And those should pop up on our screen in front of us. Yes, they should. They should. (laughs) (laughs) I have noticed though, Facebook seems to lag. Oh, chats on Facebook. Usually, see it on your phone, and it's not until a few minutes later that I'll see them come up on the screen. But you know, we'll try to follow. We'll power through. We'll power through. Uh, Should we get into some? Should we get into some news? Let's hit the news. All right. There we go. Hey, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> We're just hitting buttons. So uh, this week, uh, top story kind of for us, the uh, the Boy Scouts are taking a big hit in numbers uh, because the LDS Church is uh, basically no longer going to sponsor Boy Scout troops. They've kind of come up with their own thing uh, uh-huh. due to recent events with uh, who's you know, the fact that it's no longer the Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts, right. Um, and their faith has uh, some very defined gender roles. And they've decided that uh, the Boy Scouts no longer uh, kind of meets uh, what they were looking for as with that organization. Right, to be a sponsor. So uh, for those that don't kind of get how it works, um, the unlike the Girl Scouts of America, which are a... Their corporate structure is that all troops directly fall under the GSA. Right. In the Boy Scouts of America, it's almost more like a franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, the sponsoring organization uh, basically has to run the troop. Uh, there are some rules and stuff just like with any franchise, but it's their troop. It's not a Girl Scout troop that just happens to meet at their, right. their facility. Um, so with the Mormon church... Those Mormon, as you and I know from working the the uh-huh, camp, yeah. um, those Mormon troops uh, run things a little differently than other troops, they and do. Um, you know uh, the membership is more or less exclusive to the to the church, um, and they're allowed to do that because it's it, like I said, it's more like a franchise than um, right, and then <clears throat> depending on depending on the troop, depending on the church. But more or less, the more the LDS Church um, is trying to franchise out the Boy Scouts, and the Boy Scouts does have um, a religious section in it, and it covers many religions in the Boy Scouts because uh, 
it's part of the whole it's part of the whole thing. Well, there was a big uh, a big kerfuffle, I guess. There've been a couple, but when the Boy Scouts started allowing atheists to come in, um, some saw that as an issue because part of the Scout oath is, is. to be reverent, uh-huh. and they're like, "Well, who are you reverent to if you don't believe in God?" Um, and then the you know allowing gay scouts, and now I guess anybody who feels like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm kind of surprised that the, that some of these more uh, conservative, more traditional religious factions haven't, um, and some did, but uh, I'm I'm kind of surprised that the LDS Church didn't pull the plug when uh, the Boy Scouts allowed gay scouts. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, now they've decided that this isn't this isn't what they kind of signed up for with uh, sponsoring Boy Scout troops, and um, they are. I guess they've kind of started their own thing as an alternative. Um, yeah, it moves them into a new global program, and it's going to be like 400,000 that are going to now not be uh-huh. part of the Scouts, the Boy Scouts. Well, what is that, 18%? Wow. Yep. Well... It, well, here we are. Here we are. You start changing all the rules. People are going to... People. There are people out there who hold you know, some older-fashioned values. It just is what it is. Oh, was the thing you sent me, the, the Troop yeah. of All Girls? Yeah. We covered that like two mm. months ago. <laughs> no, no. It was, yeah, but it was the new... It was that new... Was it another one? It was just a new picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was just a new picture. Oh, that's why I kind of blew it off because I was like, yeah, we already talked about that one, but... Um, yeah, we did. This just this just drives that home. Yes, you know this this. Just, oh yeah, I didn't see the meme. <laughs> right, it's just the meme. It's it just drives home this point about if you're gonna change it all up, then why why you're creating something new? You might as well create something new. Yeah. So you fought to become part of the Boy Scouts so you could start your own girl only troop and do things separate from boys. That sounds like Girl Scouts with extra steps. Yes, it really is. It really is. That, yeah, that thing existed. Uh-huh. <laughs> and still does. And still all the Girl Scouts. If you just want to change <laughs> the color of the uniform, you guys could have petitioned to change the color of the uniform. Can we Can we have tan, too? Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I liked it once I became a varsity scout in Boy Scouts. I got to wear those cool-ass green ones. Yeah, the dark green. Yep. Uh, the troop that I was in when I was a kid, um, we had uh, kind of like the Army, Class A's and Class B's. Uh-huh. The class A's were the modern tan uniform, right? Um, and then uh, the really old Boy Scout uniform was like an olive drab, almost like yeah. an army green. Yeah, we wore those as our like. I remember that when you're camping and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. that you don't get your nice uniform your dirty. dirty. Yeah, yep, yep. We had uh, polos. Mm-hmm. We had just polos, a red polo with the the little our troop number and emblem, and we all got like one or two of those. So that was our. These. What did we have at the? We have. We could wear it at camp. I think you could wear either the normal uniform or the the camp's polo shirt. Camp polo shirt or camp t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we we had staff t-shirts that we had to have on. We couldn't wear the. You, yeah, that's right. We couldn't wear just camp t-shirts to um, f- uh, chow time. Mm-hmm. 
we had to wear at least class B's. Um, yeah, it was like it was almost more, that became more like the Navy where they got like a, a bunch of yeah. there's a working uniform and then a yeah there's working uniform a casual a uniform and casual. And then, yeah yeah and then like a dress yeah I kind of like that it, you know and, and here's here's the thing though because we were on a set schedule it was it was get up ass crack dawn early make it to flag and you were in your class A's uh, most of the time or we could do B's in the morning. But uh, we had to dress nice. I think it kind of depended on the date. I know, like, the very first, first flag, of, flag the week, of the week. And then the, the, ones and the very the last. Yeah. You definitely had to be in the A's, yeah. Yep. So, and then you went to Chow, and then you went and changed. And it was kind of neat because, like, your, your mental, I've, I've, I've learned this, you know, later, use this later in life. Your mental faculty changes. Like, all right, now I'm going to go do this. Change your clothes, go do this. And then yep. you went and did all the. The stuff for the day, you could uh, you do the quick lunch like everybody did, and then keep going through the else the rest of the afternoon, and then it was take a quick shower, change into some nice clothes, and go to dinner. Yep, and it was like every single day. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I've lost a little bit of that in this whole like, um, I mean, obviously, lost a little bit of that in this whole rat race thing that I'm doing now. But I actually stopped it <laughs> at the Wally World. On my way from doing drywall, got some clothes, uh, a dress shirt, and some nicer pants, and then went and worked the bar. Because I wasn't going to show up in drywalled out, just ratty-ass yeah. looking. Uh-uh. Right. No. It's like, change your clothes, change your brain, change your mindset. Yeah. On to the next phase, the next phase of the day. It really helps. And I will say this, man. <laughs> new socks equals a new day. It does. It it's feels, you feel like a new person. You feel like a new man. One time, one time, <laughs> I was pulling a... Uh, you know, in the army, we had all kinds of silly duties, but I was pulling a uh, twenty-four. They call it. Uh, it wasn't charge of quarters. It was staff duty. So I was at like the battalion headquarters. Uh, after they kind of closed up shop for the day, someone has to still be there, like answer the phones, and you know, you never know when something's going to come up. Yep. So there was a, a driver, which was me, and then an NCO. And part of the driver's job was, uh, especially if the sergeant major was in a bad mood before he left. Um, I had to go, it was fucking raining and I had to go cut grass because there was a company that didn't like do their, their, their you know, they all had assigned like grass yeah. to cut and, uh, he, and he was just like, I don't give a fuck if it's raining. You need, that needs to be cut. Go cut it. So there I spent go. like a couple hours in the fucking rain <laughs> cutting grass, <laughs> came back in and I was like, look. I don't want to change all my clothes, but can I go change my boots and my socks? And dude was like, go for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yes. Ran back to my room. And even though from head to like ankles, I was still soaking wet. Uh-huh. I felt like a new person you after do. I put on fresh socks and a dry pair of boots. Yep. You really do. <laughs> you really do. You really, if you, if you, if you ever work a double, I highly recommend just, at the shift change, just change your socks. Take a break. Go change your socks. You'll feel like a new man. Yep. All right. Well, speaking of man, men, that's what we do here. Masculinity, man tools, things to help. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari. This is going to be a rad, rad movie. Yes. It looks Yeah, it looks like it's going to be cool. Um, but uh, this is an interesting article I found today. Let me. I'm going to zoom in. Zoom that bit. in. It's a... A take on how masculinity can make the world a better place. 
because competition's a good thing. For those that don't know the kind of backstory, um, back in the '60s, Ferrari was dominating. Uh, was it Formula One? Stock car racing. So, yeah, some yeah. racing league um, in the world. <clears throat> um, and uh, Ford decided that's enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna. If you're a car guy out there, James Martin, and you're watching, you might want to chime in on this by giving us a call. We can uh, chat about some car stuff. So there's a there's a new movie, uh, Ford versus Ferrari, um, that tells a story about how Ford hired uh, Carroll Shelby, who you may know from the Shelby Mustang. You might know, um, uh, and as well as a British driver. I'm trying to look up. Yeah, Christian Bale plays the part of uh, British racer Ken Miles and Matt Damon as Carol Shelby. Um, and they say, you know, it isn't just a fun movie about pressing the pedal to the metal. It's also an unapologetic unapologetic salute to all the stuff we've forgotten is awesome. America, capitalism, corporations, competition, cars, and especially hard-charging, fist-pumping, danger-scorning masculinity. Because that's what it took for Ford to beat Ferrari. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, the last... And break like a, a, I don't know, several decades of Ferrari just dominating that uh -huh. racing circuit. Yeah, well, this is... Uh, that's one for the... That's one for the couch for and sure. And funny enough, that's not the first time that uh, Ferrari got challenged and trounced uh, in a similar way. The, have you heard this, the origin story of Lamborghini? No. So Lamborghini... Uh, as a, oh, someone's calling. We have phone call. Okay. Hello, you're on the air with Man Tools. Hey, what's going on? It's James. How are you guys? Hey, what's up? How you doing, James? Oh, uh, I, well, Eric called me out, so I, I figured know, I'd right? call in and say hi. <laughs> I only know one car guy that's, you know, that's uh, an avid watcher. Uh, am I the only car guy you know, Eric? That's an avid watcher, yeah. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> every, every, well, I do. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the Ford versus Ferrari movie. Just to add on what you guys were talking about, yeah, that that looks like it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it does. Do you do you know the story of how Lamborghini? We were kind of starting to talk about that. Do you know the story of how Lamborghini was, came to be? Um, how Lamborghini came to be? Yeah. Uh, the guy was a tractor manufacturer. He built tractors and uh, industrial equipment and then uh, just decided one day to go out and build a car in his garage and then uh, people liked it. So he built another one and started a company and well, they still make tractors. Sort of, sort of. He he wanted sort something. Of. He wanted a car from Ferrari and gave him specs and Ferrari said, yeah, we build what we build. If you want something else, go somewhere else. And he got pissed off, okay. and then he built the first Lamborghini and was like, well, fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't, know it was, I didn't know it was a stick to the other guys, but, yeah, yeah the, the Italians get kind of serious about their stuff, right? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, awesome. yeah, that looks like it's going to be a cool movie. What else is going on in, uh, in you guys' world? Oh, man. I kind of jumped in in the middle of – Oh, that's thing. right. We were, uh, let's see, the Mormon church decided not to host the uh, Boy Scouts anymore. I did see that. Yeah, yeah that's that's, uh, the, that's kind of a, a, well, I mean, the Boy Scouts, like you guys were saying, is it, all, uh, you know, the the scout master runs the troop. But they, they still have to check into the to the local board and stuff like that with what's going on. Oh, yeah. So there's a, a little bit more 
a little bit more to it. But yeah, whenever things started kind of getting into that gray area of uh, um, of uh, who's allowed to join, I could definitely see where people would start jumping ship for that. You know, considering sure. what the the institute was built on in the in the first place. Yeah, well, it's it's strange to me that they still call it the Boy Scouts. At, at this point, it is. It seems like a misnomer. If uh, if it's not exclusive to boys, I'm not sure. Right? Right. It should just be called, like, the Scouts of America or something or, or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't know that the, the LDS church decided to start their own thing, though. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah, they have because they recognize that, like uh, – you know, the thing that they were trying to offer by partnering with the Boy Scouts still needs to happen. So they're going to, uh, because the Boy Scouts aren't really meeting what they kind of want, want line it up with their idea of what a Boy Scout should be. Right. Yeah. Right. I get that. Yep. Yeah. Craziness. Hey, so how's the, uh, how's the schooling going and everything down there? Uh, it's, it's going really great, man. Thanks for asking. I'm working at a really cool shop, uh, called Elliot's, uh, auto electric. And, uh, if any of your listeners are in the Phoenix area, uh, I'll drop a shameless plug because we're a really cool shop and I get to work on really rad hot rods. And, uh, uh, like, uh, I did a, an ignition switch in a 29 Ford the other day and, um, I rewired a 59 Buick LeSabre and I'm working on a 67 Thunderbird and a 69 AMX right now. So, um, and I'm learning how to do electrical and electrical diagnostics. So even where I do get to work on the really rad hot rods, I'm still working on like a 2002 Ford van right now that's got a crank no start issue and stuff like that. So I, I still got it's a 95 Ford Escort, you know, still got to work on those two. Yeah, two right. rides. They're the grocery getters, but whenever I get the projects, those are fun. <laughs> the grocery getters. That's rad. Yeah. That's how we prioritize them. Grocery getter, get this one done. All right, go back to your project car. <laughs> uh-huh. That's awesome. I like it. I like it. Well, right on, man. Thank you for uh, chiming in. Hey, thanks um, for having me on. Yeah, well, we will we will expect a uh, a movie review from Ford versus Ferrari after it comes out. Okay. Yeah, I'll uh, yeah I'll check in. You guys have a great night. Yeah, you, you too. too, man. All right, later. See what I like doing is when uh, when we watch movies like that. Like, I watched, we went and watched Queen. Right. And and Mello and I were sitting there, and I was like, when they're in the studio part, and I'm watching how they were doing things, I'm like, that's not how that mic works. <laughs> that's not out. how this does. Yeah. That's not how. And it was only one or two things, but, you know, now that James will be watching that, he can show us if there's some continuity <laughs> errors, some technical right. errors, you know what yeah. I mean? Because they're, they're trying really hard with movies today to make continuity errors on... Uh, unnoticeable like what was that one they were doing that older movie and then all the there was like the whole chase scene with the cars was from the wrong decade uh, it's an old movie in the 20s and they it was like those cars didn't come out till like 1932 oh was it the great gatsby <laughs> like i know because i know I've, <laughs> I've heard car guys talk about how yeah uh, that's it. it it i don't know if the cars were wrong like the cars that they had on the on in the shots but the stuff they had them doing it was like you have to have like power steering and yeah. uh, you know, sure. like <laughs> differentials and uh-huh. like stuff that they just didn't have. Stuff that they really was, didn't have. It's not happening with a car that's <laughs> actually from that era. You know, if you, if you guys don't know what a you'd, differential you'd like, is, you'd like break your arm trying to steer like that. Oh yeah, you know? <laughs> they, br- they used to slide. They used to break spokes on those big old wheels. Oh yeah, because they would yeah. take corners too fast. 
If nobody knows what a differential is, please go to YouTube and look <laughs> up those old 50s videos about differentials. The ones that you, they used to show us in shop class when we were kids. Today is the differential. The differential is an amazing invention. Th that guy. It's actually quite <laughs> satisfying to watch those old videos again. They're very helpful. Well, and that movie as a whole is kind of... I've never read the book, but from everyone that I've talked to that has read the book, you can't capture the book on film properly. Probably. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of stuff that's like that. And the movie was fine. I mean, it was okay. Yeah. It's been done a number of times. I want to say in the 70s, um, was it Robert Redford that did a version of that? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. And then, you know, then you had um, Leo DiCaprio and um, uh -huh. Spider-Man guy. Yeah, I always forget I was his name. Toby, Toby something. Toby there you go. Yeah, and it it was okay, but uh, again, those cars can't do any of the stuff. Spider Man, way better in the book. <laughs> Obvious. <laughs> one time, one time, your brother. <laughs> Speaking of when the book is better than the movie, uh -huh. the Passion of the Christ had just came out. Oh no! And we were kind of chitty chatting about it, and I said something about the book being better, and he's like, "There's a book for that." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's called the Bible. <laughs> That's from a book? I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, four of them. <laughs> uh, sounds like my brother. Yep. Uh, that sounds like him. Shout out to uh, Big T, Tristan. Yep. <laughs> and the best part is, to this day, he was probably just messing with you, playing dumb. He might, he might have been. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. <laughs> But I came back with, like, yeah, there were four of them. <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Ah, <laughs> uh, good times. Good times. Uh. <laughs> All right. I guess uh, on to uh, something a little more macabre. Yeah. Oh, this is uh, so from uh, this comes to us from uh, what should be called Beta Cuck Weekly. <laughs> what? <laughs> the fuck did you just say? Uh, we'll, we'll, okay. We'll, the headlining is very misleading, and it's done on purpose. Uh, so the headline here is, I raped my girlfriend. I don't know where to go from here. So as you read this article, let's. I'll just read the guy's letter. Uh, Dear How to Do It, which is uh, Slate's uh, advice column, I guess. Let me zoom that in a bit so we can read it. I really hate their stupid logo. I raped my girlfriend. Some background. My girlfriend and I were high school sweethearts. We had been together for f 12 years and were each other's first sexual partners. Five years ago, she cheated on me with a friend about whom I had expressed discomfort, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I'm going to skip a ahead a little bit. Let me just um, put it like this. He said, he said, I don't trust this guy. She said, oh, don't worry about him. He's just uh -huh. a friend. Yep. Um, so go a little bit later they reconciled she was withdrawing and pulling away from me i was stressed and i angrily pressured her to have sex with me more often i raped my girlfriend i did not threaten her with a weapon of any kind i did not physically force myself on her and she verbally gave consent but it was still rape because she did not want to have sex i just did not know it at the time so this is the like i said beta cuck Wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, once we were moved in together and all settled, things drastically improved. We were a happy, loving couple. Uh, we had somewhat regular sex. Her libido always seemed lower than mine, especially if she was getting it on the side. Pretty much. Uh, so we developed strategies for her to reject me without the pressure of upsetting me. 
This continued until this past summer when she was doing some self-improvement work and she put the pieces together. Every time we had sex, uh, let's see, every time we had sex after I raped her, she was essentially performing for me. Though I wanted the feelings to be genuine, the trauma I caused did not allow her to feel that her actions were her own choices. She always had fun. She always orgasmed, at least according to her. Uh, And she would initiate sex, but never felt that she had agency of her own body. This is a weird situation. Mm -hmm. So here's why I'm bringing this up. This is one of those like uh, where they call a thing what it shouldn't be called. Yes. None of this was rape. If you talk to an actual rape victim, someone that was, you know, pushed down and forced to uh, engage in sex against their will. In any way or They would be like, what the fuck is this? This is just like a normal relationship. Yeah, this is a woman acquiescing. Yeah, this is called acquiescence. It's like, I don't want to, but all right, fuck it, let's do it. And And yeah, maybe it's not healthy for it to be a chore, but... Right, that's what it ends up being, is a chore. it's not fucking rape. (laughs) And people that continue to push this idea that basically uh, anytime you... uh, particularly on the woman's part, she regrets it, it's a rape, or um, even the, uh, here, here's an interesting thing that I recently, so, you know, there's they, they've, there's been a push for, like, basically anytime anyone's intoxicated, oh, that yeah. that's, that should be considered rape, right? Because your inhibitions are lowered, and, yeah, no. Um, um, he's feeling... Here's, here's a problem with that, though. If I get drunk and drive my car... Uh-huh. Should the passenger be <laughs> right charged with uh, whatever you know what crime I mean? you're doing? Particularly if if and there are times where the woman can be the instigator of some kind of sex when she's inebriated. Uh-huh. Um, is it, so this blanket like that should be rape, and this like in this context. I don't know. She just I guess didn't like fucking him. <laughs> so it seems to boil down to. <laughs> And for whatever reason, wanted him to continue being her boyfriend, uh, so she would do it. See, here's the problem. Here's the real issue. There's something completely on the other side of this that he's feeling guilty about, and he is punishing himself by calling himself this thing to give it the ultimate punishment, knowing full well that he's not doing it, to look for... Uh, people like us to actually no, bro it wasn't rape it's okay don't worry about it you, this isn't you know what i mean well either that or i think is it he may be kind of white knighting yeah. a little bit a, a little, little bit. bit of uh look at me i'm gonna really over exaggerate this thing that uh-huh. is kind of more or less a normal part of relationships yeah. what, um, he, what he really needs to do is manage his manage his expectations and realize that a things take time b if you jump right into it and go go from the get go, um, your seven year itch and your your honeymoon period are gonna show up. A, the end of the honeymoon period are gonna show up a whole lot sooner. Well, and something I think is very telling is at the beginning he talks about how she cheated on him and then they got uh-huh. back together. Yeah. So now this is a codependent relationship. He's having to. He will need to manage his expectations. She's needing him for obviously something other than sex, place to live. Income, yeah, moral support, codependency issues, but has found other frivolities elsewhere. 
Uh, yeah, apparently. And he's a bit of in denial about that whole situation. Yes. Uh, it goes on to say, uh, when she shared this revelation with me, I was overcome with shame. Though I can explain the feelings behind my actions. Yeah, you were horny. It's a normal biological thing. Um, there is no excuse for them. And like he pointed out, he didn't. It wasn't like he was told no and he was like, shut up, bitch. Right. <laughs> this is going to happen. Uh, let's see. Her um, therapist has not been made aware of the trauma I caused and the sexual issues resulting from it. And I guess at this point, it's been five months since they've had sex. Now, here, there's a reason her therapist, you, you she's not telling her therapist. Because she's going to get an answer she doesn't want. Well, press charges leave because of well, and, law, a, and a medical professional is a required <laughs> reporter by law to report yeah. that and now basically she manipulated your her way back into your life using sex as a weapon to get you to do what she wanted to do and now that uh, she is very she is much happier now that sex is completely off the table mm-hmm. of course she is yeah because that wasn't what she wanted from you in the first in place. the first place you were not she's actually, getting that from jody or whoever yeah your buddy whatever yep. So, um, wow. Yeah. But my, Talk my, my larger point in problem with stuff like this is when you start calling everything rape, guess what gets minimalized uh-huh. and is someone who is, is actually actual rape. Yep. That wasn't, that wasn't the same thing. Any, any actual rape victim that would read this would be like, what the fuck? That's right. Not, I can't that is nothing like what I went You're through. marginalizing <laughs> their actual trauma and their actual you know life experience that they were forced to live through it's like uh do you remember the show Penn and teller's bullshit yes so there was an episode i forget what the overlying subject was but uh, it had something to do with pornography and there was a lady that insisted she said something like uh if uh objectifying and exploiting women for entertainment isn't rape i don't know what is and Penn was like no none of that is rape <laughs> Not if they're going along with it. <laughs> no. In fact, here's the Webster's Dictionary, and they went into <laughs> like the actual definition. <laughs> so, yeah. So Listen, listen yeah. homie. I, I'm sure you're not listening to manholes. I'm sure you're because, not listening uh, to manholes. But let me just say this. <clears throat> for everyone who is, everyone who will for this episode, and you're in that situation where... The well, the sex went away. It was so hot and heavy, and then all of a sudden, it just poof, it went away. You need to realize some hard facts. Either a, she just you did something, and she's not interested in you. You're now off the menu, and now she's just acquiescing. Please go look that up. She doesn't want you anymore, but she feels like she's stuck or obligated. Yeah, she feels some kind of obligation, which something, and is now just will acquiesce and. To be honest with you, she will make it a problem over the next three months and turn it into this, and it will will go badly. I'm going to go back to the first part. She cheated on me. Right. And you you are no longer on you took her back. That's on you, man. Yeah. Or or however it worked. Maybe you didn't even break up. I didn't quite see the details on that. Now, yes, for sure. Because if you have... If you have a set boundary that you've discussed that you're going to be monogamous and they do that in a breach of trust, then, yeah, that that's that's a pretty big deal. You're kind of making your own bed and lying in it. Yep. Um, but the flip is you should not 
be convinced that any of this was rape. Rape. Because it wasn't. No. Nor should you think that this is any of this is healthy. <laughs> None <laughs> of this. Continue this relationship. It, yeah. Yeah. Run, homie. Run, yeah. run, run. Cut your losses. Run. Run like you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rape someone. <laughs> yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. And Slate, please fix your silly your logo. Silly logo. Your clickbait. Um, so let's see. Continuing on, like when you stick your dick in something that you sure, shouldn't. Because that's, that's exactly. That's uh, exactly. <laughs> a man this week went to the hospital, the emergency room, because uh, he got his penis stuck in a barbell weight. And there you see the remnants of that after they used the jaws of life or whatever they used to free him. A uh, man was forced to call fire services after his penis got stuck in a gym weight. The unnamed man, and I would try to keep it that way if I were Yeah, because <laughs> we're going to make fun of you. Uh, I'm going to zoom this in so I can, I and you can read it. I brought um, my glasses tonight, though. I'm super, I can actually <laughs> read what's going on the screen. <clears throat> the unnamed man had to... Uh, endure a grueling three hours while firefighters tried to use power tools to free his penis from the hole at the center of a two and a half kg weight plate. Uh, All right. After doctors at the hospital in Worms, Germany, were left perplexed. And I don't know why you'd be perplexed. The guy stuck his dick in something he shouldn't. <laughs> it didn't come out. Uh-huh. Shocked, yeah, but I don't know about perplexed. perplexed. <laughs> Uh, the news broke after the fire crew posted a warning to gym goers on their Facebook page. <laughs> they urged other males not to attempt the, I'm not sure if somewhat is a correct adjective here, the extremely silly move. Uh, next to a picture of the broken weight, after they had freedom, they wrote a message of a somewhat different kind. It was received on Friday morning. Uh, a person had a very sensitive part of their body trapped in the hole of a 2.5 kg dumbbell disc. With the help of a cutting grinder, a vibrating saw, and, as we call it, the hydraulic rescue device, the uh, jaws of life, the dumbbell weight could be removed after three hours. Please do not initiate such actions. Imitate. And, uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry, imitate. Uh, It is not known at the time of the article... What the man was attempting to do, I think he was attempting to stick his dick in a dumbbell. I'm pretty sure he was trying to. Uh, he was he was trying to do the John Holmes. Yeah, the only thing I can imagine is he was going to go, look how big and strong my dick is. Uh-huh. I can hold up a a two two a and two, a half five yeah, pounds uh-huh. roughly weight plate. <clears throat> or he was doing the. Um, or he's he's one of those weirdos that's just attracted to inanimate objects. Sure. But maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh yeah, guys. And I sh- I should point out I spared you. There were other articles that with much more graphic uh, pictures. <laughs> well, <laughs> just the broken weight plate, and I I spared you from that. Uh, and let's just say it's uh, no, that's not one. <laughs> it's uh, it looked very. I think uh, just as painful as it. No, sounds. there's the there's the old. Uh, <laughs> There's the old John Holmes thing. He said he used to hang weights from it. So oh, to make it bigger. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't see how that would work, but I guess temporarily it would stretch. But 
but it would come back uh, to its original yeah, size. So, so. it's kind of like the old penis pump thing. Like, yeah, for a minute. Sure. <laughs> skin like, skin is very uh, uh-huh. elastic. 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 It'll stretch out and then it'll come back. Stretch out, come back. Yeah. <clears throat> Funny that. That's great. So, don't stick your pecker in anything that's not meant for a pecker to be stuck in. That's right. That's like the, uh, crazy. And Mantool's piece of advice there. And uh, a big old weight. Like homie with the girl before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, up next. Uh, this is an interesting story from the Washington Examiner. And I have to admit, I just saw the headline and grabbed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's an opinion um, piece. It is, but it's kind of a refreshing one. By Suzanne um, Venker. Venker. Uh, right, about Suzanne. how boys actually need more masculinity, not less. wonder if we could get this woman on the phone. Um, she says, I've always been fascinated at the ease with which uh, specious... Ideas spread. One day you're living your life, and unbeknownst to you, someone who holds a reasonable measure of power has an idea based on his or her, quotes, research. Uh, That person tells someone else, and then next thing you know, everyone's talking about toxic masculinity. Uh (laughs) Uh, And that's what she says. That's how I imagine we arrived at the bogus concept known as toxic masculinity, which was apparently deemed mascupathy 10 years ago by psychotherapists uh mascupathy um let's see this this uh this idea psychotherapist and his colleagues decided is the failure of a man to shed his traditional manly ways well yeah okay um he does not have a disease by the way yeah look up the definition of that word (laughs) and look at how this starts we just believe Writes Flood in his uh, paper, apparently, on mascopathy, understanding the and healing the malaise of American manhood. Well, what you believe doesn't really doesn't matter. Really it's like matter. saying my feelings. Yeah, I feel. That's the, the male version of okay. saying I feel like. Uh, that there is a disease process that goes on when we raise boys to cut off half of their humanity. Which half? I guess I guess they're saying that everyone should be both male and female. Okay. Mm. All right. In order to pursue the pinnacle of masculinity. Um. But then she goes into some alarming numbers. Uh, women are graduating from college at higher levels. Male suicide rate is four times that of women. Uh, men have a harder time moving out of their parents' homes. There are so many statistics that are telling us that men are struggling. And I th- a big part of it, I think, is, number one, uh, there's been a breakdown of um, kind of the traditional family. Um, women are being told they don't need men, even if they have children. Right. So they're fine with putting the father, minus his money and child support, of course. Of course. Out of the picture. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um. So you end up with boys that don't have positive real male role models. Uh-huh. Um, then they're being told everything about them is toxic. Everything. Masculinity is toxic. You shouldn't. Yeah. 
the stuff that you just inherently feel like you should do, don't do that. Because it's, cause it's destructive. And then we wonder why stuff like this is happening, you know. Sure. And we wonder why <coughs> male young men uh, in this day and age have given up on, you know, traditional marriage or family values or um, keeping their heads straight, both of them, um, in the... Uh, uh, well, and, e- and even worse, when it gets taken to the extreme, like she points out, 98% of mass shooters are men. Right. But uh, when there's a mass shooting, we generally don't talk about men's mental health. We, we talk know, about gun knee jerk is to go yeah. to guns. Yeah, gun control. Not male and mental health. And the systemic problem of the actual breakdown of the male-female r- r- uh, roles in the tribe and society. We've outgrown just by sheer population. And this, like what she, you know, what she called it earlier, this, uh, uh, what did she call it, social... Uh, idea right in that first line I forgot what she said but basically somebody comes up with something specious idea yeah and then all of a sudden it's it's common vernacular and it's it is the way of things now this is how we do it and this is how it's always been I've I read 1984 this is the way it is and this is the way it has always been this is what you will believe now it's too bad I wonder if we can get a hold of this lady. I want to Google her, look her up. Yeah. Get her on the show. Susan Vanker. Vanker. Definitely going to Google that shit. Uh, Let's see. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to bring this up because last week we uh we went through a bunch of cool movie trailers and this one was kind of one that we missed although we had like six of them last week so um the new ghostbusters oh yep bill fucking murray baby the the real deal ghostbusters 3 ah suzanne venker she is let's find a a real deal holy field on here she ain't ever coming down to our level probably not um let's see Boston University, born in St. Louis, uh, writer, let's see, hold on, co-wrote the flip side of feminism, what conservative women know and men can't say with her her late aunt. Mm. (laughs) That's funny. I might have to check that out. The flip side of feminism. That's awesome. SuzanneVenker.com. We'll tag her on this thing, and yeah, we'll see if she, we can get her to come down to our level. I mean, you know, we're a... Oh, God, I want to read this. The Bossy Wife <laughs> Diet. I just saw that. That's <laughs> awesome. Man, this chick might be super rad. Good deal. All right. Huh. Hey, let's... Uh, Yeah, we'll try and get a hold of her. Help you guys out. Help us out, because man, it's always good to know what you know, what's going on in the uh, in the other chromosome. I forget which is which. XX and XY. Don't care. There's only there two. Well, yes, I know, <laughs> but I always forget. Is it XX is us or XY is us? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 
Maybe someone can chime in on chat and let us know. <laughs> you guys Google that shit for us. Uh, interesting. Yeah, some interesting stuff. Dr. Laura Schlesinger has chimed in about her on her website about her books, which is that's an interesting woman. I mm-hmm. will say that. Yep. So, yeah. All right, Suzanne. We're going we're gonna to check you out and uh, see if we can have you kick some awesome uh, science here on the man tools. But moving on, I digress. Something yeah. fun. Something fun. Ghostbusters 3. <laughs> or as they're calling it, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters. Uh, and by the way, it appears that they are pretending that f- Ghostbusters feminism didn't happen. <laughs> Just like Predator 2, baby. Uh-huh. Uh, so check this out. What are you doing here in Somerville anyway? Honestly, my mom won't say it, but we're completely broke. And the only thing that's left in our name is this creepy old farmhouse our grandfather left us in the middle of nowhere. So I'm going to point out, I don't know if it's the actual kid, but one of these kids sure looks like one of the kids from Stranger Things. Yeah. And I think they're doing it on purpose. I'll bet they are. This is it. As you see the trailer, it appears that the film is a very Ghostbusters meets Stranger Things. Interesting. Yeah. Did you bring me up here? Entertainment value? (laughs) What is that? I don't know. Somehow, a town that isn't anywhere near a tectonic plate. And I love Paul Rudd. No fracking, no Uh loud music even. Is shaking on a daily basis. Under the dining table now. Hey, remember that one summer we died under a table? <laughs> I found this in my living room. Whoa, killer replica. So you get who a their grandfather is yet? A ghost trap? There hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. New York in the 80s. It's like The Walking Dead. Your dad never mentioned this to you? It's just my mom. My grandfather died. My mom says we're just here to pick through the rubble of his life. Wait a minute. Who are you? That's super smart. Make it a Stranger Things kids movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's super money making yeah, right get there. Get another generation of kids that were oh, our age yeah. when the first one came out hooked on it. Yeah. And from what I understand, the entire original, well, 
they're keeping their lips tight yeah about whether or not Rick Moranis because he has said the only thing that would bring him out of retirement is a proper Ghostbusters 3. Mhm. He he's done. So I don't know if this if this, this has done it if he's if he's coming back, but uh, Bill Murray has has been confirmed. I don't know and and they're playing themselves. They're not playing like uh in the last one where they were other characters and just kind of Womp womp. Meh, womp, meh, womp. Meh. Look, check it out. Driver. We're in here. I'm a cab driver who knows um, way too much. I'm a, you know, weird professor guy, and I own the Hearst Company or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Something to take the nieces to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I'm having a hard time with your fucking upstairs. Um, the water? <laughs> I'm having a real hard time with your new tanks upstairs. It's just like <laughs> sitting there going. Uh. Actually, I think that's the dishwasher running. Doesn't matter. But yeah, whatever drain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what happens when you're in the basement. It does. Good God. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Well, that's everything for the news. That pretty much took up our whole show. Jesus, Lord Murphy. <laughs> All right, we've got some. We got a little bit of election crap happening. We do, yeah. And uh, uh, yeah. Good God, here we go. <laughs> we could just dive in. Just, yeah, just hit it. All right, so uh, as I'm sure most of you know, and if you don't, uh, now you do, the uh, House of Representatives has voted uh, in the affirmative on impeaching the president. What are peaches? <laughs> well, to to clear some things up. That was the best meme today. <clears throat> the act of being impeached does not mean, like, he's got to move out of the White House, he's no longer oh. the president. That's not what it means. Uh, the... Having the articles of impeachment uh, voted yes on is a, equivalent to having a grand jury decide to charge someone with a crime. Yes. Uh, it does not mean that they've been found guilty. It does not mean that they're going to be punished in any way yet. Uh, it just means that it will go to trial. That trial under our system of government will happen in the Senate and be overseen by the Chief Justice. So the... The uh, basically the House acts as the grand jury decides whether or not charges should be leveled. The uh, Senate acts as a, a jury and decides whether or not to convict. And the uh, Supreme Court basically acts as a referee through the process. So, um, but what is kind of unprecedented is after being, or, or I guess shortly before the vote, um, this letter was sent by the president to the speaker. Um, and I don't know why, you know, a lot of the complaints about what Trump does is, well, this is unprecedented and this isn't very presidential. Well, the dude's not a politician. He's a New York businessman. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not going to do stuff that's precedented uh-uh. and presidential. No. Because the whole point to him about how he, how and why he got elected was because we were sick of that shit. Yeah, that's that's one reason. You know? It, it was, uh, I remember the rally cry of... Or at least the base that he was appealing to. There were to. two, and all you motherfuckers forget, there were two reasons why all y'all were yelling at me about, well, you should have him in there, because he ran a business, and he knows how to run the business. Look up how he ran his business. He had a lot of bankruptcies, and he rolled shit over. And, uh, you know, we won't talk about that. 
He knows how to run a business and make lots of money. We need our we need our our America to be run like a business so that we can all make a lot of money. That was all you that said that. Remember that. Number two. Well, it's better than that bitch. Well, and that that one's definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that's everything you guys said out there. So so the uh, don't the f- hold this. You know, I'm not a big fan, but don't hold that whole. Well, he's not acting like a politician against him now because right, guys yeah. remember yeah. where we were. Anyway, I digress. So there's uh there's been two charges. One is an abuse of power, which I find interesting because we've gone through. Um, let's see, bribery, quid pro quo. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. They they've run the gamut and finally settled on an abuse. Of, two charges. One one of which is an abuse of power, um, which uh, is based on this idea that he was uh, holding aid. Over the Ukraine, withholding serving aid to the Ukraine, unless they did certain things. They did so, certain things. Um, his his response to that: uh, Your first claim of use of power is completely disingenuous, meritless, and baseless invention of your imagination. You know that I had a totally innocent conversation with the president of Ukraine. I then had a second conversation that has been misquoted, mischaracterized, and fraudulently misrepresented. Fortunately, there was a transcript which Trump. Went ahead and released because he's like, no, this is what I actually said. Uh-huh. That way, there were there could be no, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and like he says, fortunately, there was a transcript taken. Uh, you know, from the transcript, which was immediately made available, that the paragraph in question was perfect. I said to President Zelensky, "I would like you to do us a favor, though, because our country has been through a lot, and Ukraine knows a lot about it." He was talking about. Uh, Russian uh, meddling in the election. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> I then mentioned the attorney general, and every time I talk with a foreign leader, I put America's interests first, just as I did with President Zelensky. Um, and he says to, to Speaker Pelosi, you are turning a policy disagreement between two branches of government into an impeachable offense. It is no more legitimate than the executive branch charging members of Congress with crimes for the lawful exercise of their legislative power. Uh, which what he's getting at is it is the president's job to talk to directly to leaders of other nations. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know full well that Vice President Biden used his office and $1 billion of USAID to coerce Ukraine into firing a prosecutor who was digging into the company paying his son millions of dollars. You know this because Biden bragged about it on a video, which we've shown on this show. Yep. You've already seen it. Biden openly stated, I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. <laughs> I looked at them and said, well, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor is not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch, he got fired. Yeah. Even Joe Biden admitted just days ago in an interview with uh, NPR that it looked bad. Now you are trying to impeach me by falsely accusing me of doing what Joe Biden has admitted he actually did. And I guess it remains to be seen whether or not those are false accusations. From what we can see of the transcript, I'm I'm not sure that he did anything illegal. Um, and uh, in his defense, President Zelensky of the Ukraine has repeatedly declared <clears throat> that there was no pressure. He has emphasized that it was a good phone call, that, quote, I don't feel pressure, and explicitly tra- stressed that, quote, nobody pushed me. The Ukrainian foreign minister stated clearly, I have never seen a direct link between investigations 
and security assistance. So they're saying under Trump, no one has said, we're not giving you money unless right. you do these investigations. Um, <clears throat> and another thing I want to point out, the the problem that uh, is is seen here is that he said, you need to look into Joe Biden. Okay? He is now... Uh, appears to be the guy that's going to get the nomination for the Democrats. Right. At the time that Trump had this conversation, though, that was not the case. He was the the former vice president who had appeared had been into some shenanigans, and later a video shows that he did exactly those shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> and Trump said, hey, we want to make sure, like, you guys aren't all corrupt and stuff. Can you look into that? Um, the second claim that is a charge of obstruction of Congress, which I find the term is, uh, I find a little unusual, uh, and, he, and I'm going to explain why under our system of government, the executive branch is supposed to, um, be a check and balance against the, uh, legislative branch. And then the Supreme court basically is supposed to act as a referee between the two. Um, which to me makes obstructing Congress kind of part of the job for the president as the executive. Um, so this, I find this an odd charge because it seems like that, that is one of the things he should be doing is when he sees Congress is acting in a way that would be destructive to stop them. <clears throat> and he has certain powers that he can do that. Um, but, but Trump says uh, the obstruction of Congress is preposterous and dangerous. House Democrats are trying to impeach the president for asserting constitutionally based privileges uh, that have been asserted in a bipartisan basis by administrations of both parties throughout history. Under that standard, every American president would have been impeached many times over. Uh, as a, li and this is important, a liberal law professor. Uh, Jonathan Turley warned when addressing congressional Democrats, I can't emphasize it enough. If you impeach a president, if you make a high crime and misdemeanor out of going to the courts, which I guess is what they're upset about, because uh, he went to the courts to stop them from doing some stuff, uh, it is an abuse of power. It is your abuse of power. Uh huh. <laughs> you are doing precisely what you are criticizing the president for doing. Um. Anyways, the, the rest of this letter is like six pages long. You can see it. And yes, it is unprecedented and um, gets kind of nasty, especially towards Pelosi. Um, but uh, I thought it was important to see his response to the impeachment. Um, and then uh, the kind of second thing we're going to look at. Um, so the <coughs> they've. They voted on the articles of impeachment, basically the charges that they want to levy. Um, <laughs> now, the problem that they have is that the current Senate is uh, majority Republican. Uh, and they correctly are assuming that uh, the vote would be right on party lines, kind of like it was with whether or not to impeach in the House, which means it's not really going to go anywhere. Apparently, though, um, Nancy Pelosi has until the end of this Congress, which from what I understand is January of 2021, so right after the next election, mm -hmm. to deliver those articles to the Senate. 
which means she's probably going to wait and see how, A, if Trump is reelected, which is probably what's going to happen. Right. And B, how the Senate is going to change with that election. Huh. So that she knows whether or not, as she puts it, whether or not it will be fair, which is code for whether or not it will go their way. (laughs) (laughs) That's code. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. So there you go. That's all we got for election news right now is uh, this impeachment stuff. It's it's a mess. It's, it's it's a big damn mess. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. That's all we got. And I lost my screen. I hit it with, uh, yeah, but just push oh. buttons. Okay. Oh. No, just push buttons. <laughs> I'll try to help. He's trying to help. I think this is funny. There you go. <laughs> Buying you an iPad. <laughs> it just has a one button. You double click. And you're back home. Fucking awesome. All right, so that's it for uh, election coverage this week. All right, let's get into uh, what's pissing Eric and Trevor off. What's pissing Eric off? Yeah. All right. Do you want to play the thing? Yeah, sure. All right. Here we go. <laughs> All right. All right. People who are full of shit. Okay. That's it. That's People it. People are full of shit. Um, it's like they think you don't talk to other people or you don't have an in with the company. Mm-hmm. Let's just use uh, let's just use DoorDash as an example. Okay. You get your DoorDash. You get your food takes two and a half hours because you know for whatever reason right and you have the message back and forth oh oh man uh i'm in line and there's a gps locator on it and And they're nowhere near nowhere near the the restaurant restaurant, yeah Yeah. yep oh i'm in line blah blah blah. it's like all right well you're doing another one no you're not and then it's like oh no the the call like yeah the, the oh i can't go to the back door bro like I can't because I, I have two levels of the house and one is a separate entrance for the uh, the studio versus the living area. And it's like, well, you got to come. It's lit the pathway. Just come down. and There's no pathway on the side of the house, bro. Yeah, there is. It's yeah. right there. I live here. I know. I put it in. It's $1,200 <laughs> for that concrete. I know. I put that in. Um, well, no, DoorDash says that I'm not allowed. It's not true because somebody was here yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. And the day before, like, the last five uh-huh. times. Th- yep. that, that's not true. Not only that, but I know people who DoorDash, and that's not a uh, mandated handed down. I said, no, no, that's not true, man. No, dude, like, I can't even do this. I'm like, so you you just sat there for hour, for like two hours to get the food, apparently. And now you're here, apparently. And you won't even, you don't want to get out of the car. You want me to come to the curb. Yeah, man. Yeah. No. Get the fuck out of here. Dash. <laughs> totally get the fuck out of here. The only thing that really chaps my ass on that is there's no way to um, admonish the Dasher through the app or through the email. It's set up in such a way that there's no way to make a complaint. The only complaint is you get your food back, they don't get paid. Right. Which, 
uh, kind of works. It's a waste of their time. I mean, he just wasted two hours on an order that never showed he up. He got to buy himself paid. lunch, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I know I would eat if a food was sent back. I'd just be like, cool. But, uh, <laughs> but then he's got to pay for it. Yeah, No, I get it. He's got to buy himself lunch. Yeah, yeah. he bought himself yeah. lunch. It's the don't bullshit me, man. You were so full of shit. There's n- there is no mandate for that. Uh, you there's a GPS tracking node in, uh, on your phone that goes through the app to let us know where you're at when you're doing this stuff. Yes, and I know people who do this and do a really good job at it. Um, and you're just uh, you're just full of shit, bro. I'd put your phone number up here and call you out, but I think that would probably get me into all, all kinds of trouble. So we won't do that. All right, seven one nine. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That's pissing me off. Don't bullshit. Don't bullshit. Especially when uh, I've had, I've had some other situations where, um, let's just pretend for the sake of argument, it's you and I, and we're working with somebody who's trying to work with you and work with me, and then I give them one number, you give them, you know, they tell you the other number, and you s- seem that's pretty reasonable. Then we talk to each other and we figure out, wait a minute. Don't put us against each other. Don't even try. Mm-hmm. Like, don't even try to do that. No. And uh, somebody tried to do that to me earlier last, you know, last week, and now they are no longer part of anything at all. It's like, bye. Don't do that. Do not do that. It won't work. It's like you think people don't talk to each other. It's so weird. Or in the case of the the DoorDash guy. That you can't tell exactly where he is and what he's doing. I like there's a there's a GPS node on the app for you where you I'm right I'm waiting in line, bro. He's like I don't know, quarter mile away, <laughs> doing something else. Like you could I don't know, whatever. Kid has just said you're stuck in traffic. So I know what happened. He effed up, he was getting baked, screwing off. Uh got there super late. They had to remake it because it was all Cold and fucked up. Cold yeah. and fucked up. They threw it away. Probably, you yeah. come back and, you know, if you're not there in an hour, they throw it away because it says yeah. you're right, you're on your way. It says 10 yep. minutes. Yeah. So, and then it's like, uh, I can't, I'm not getting out of my car, bro. Like, oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Then drive drive back. Fuck off. See ya. The whole point about, the whole point about this was I'm already settled in and just come around. Had he yeah. said, had he said, uh. And all the other stuff wouldn't have happened. And dude showed up at the house and been like, hey, man, I'm, I can't come. I really don't Well, number one, acknowledge that your path and gate existed. Existed. <laughs> hey, man, I see that. It uh, feels a little I, sketchy, and I, I don't want to do this. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll be right out. I'm worried you're going to, like, roll me. You're going to roll me. Yeah. I'll be right out. No problem. I'll roll you in the fucking driveway. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a funny thing because it's like, are you serious? Because you know, I don't know. It's a there's a whole lot of culpability happening. Everybody has their phone numbers. Everybody has GPS locked mm-hmm. in place. There's there's a lot of safety mechanisms that are in place for that that you know would curb a whole lot of uh, shenanigans, shenanigans, yeah. unwanted shenanigans. Oh, that's what's pissing me off. Don't bullshit me because it stinks. Yeah, bullshitters suck. Yep. Well, on to something more fun. Uh, yeah, let's get into some sports. Hockey, hockey, hockey. (laughs) 
All right, we start sports off with some uh, hockey scores. Uh, what's happening this week of note in the scores there? Let's see. Big uh, big items <clears throat> where the Flyers had a huge scoring game against the Sabres, uh, 6-1. to one. Uh, Let's see. The Blackhawks destroyed the Jets, 4-1. to one. Uh, In games where you should be watching right now, the Wild and the Coyotes are tied. The Canadians and the Flames are tied. Oh, my God. The Avalanche and the Hurricanes are tied all in the second period, and the Golden Knights are losing to the Canucks right now in the first period. I want to get out and watch the Avalanche game. Um, it's, it's they're, they're doing really well. And you know what? The Wild is kicking ass this year. So Where are they from? Uh, Minnesota. All right. Minnesota, eh? Uh, that's, it's been a fun, it's been a fun, fun, fun. Let's see, go back up. Did the Sharks, what happened to the Sharks last night? Wednesday. Or was that Tuesday? I don't remember. Must have been Tuesday. It wasn't Wednesday. Ah, screw it. Screw it. <laughs> I was watching it a little bit, but then, you know, it was back to work time. Ah, it looks like you got beat by the Coyotes. Yeah, they lied. Didn't get to watch the last bums. bit of it. You lazy bums. Anyway, lots of cool hockey going on. Can't wait for the the one and only cup. There is only one cup. Well, uh, let's let's take a look at the plays of the week. Oh, we have a uh, we have a review of Star Wars. Oh yeah, coming in from uh, California. Zookeeper says Star Wars was excellent, and no spoilers. Okay, I didn't know it was out yet. I thought it was the twentieth. Oh, you f- folks with your fancy schmancies. Oh, the, it's because of the time change. It's a different mm. time over there. Mm. <laughs> hmm. That's a math joke, people. <laughs> the world doesn't spin that way. <laughs> uh, Christ on a cracker. Well, I know what I'm trying to go do tomorrow morning or afternoon. Oh, yep. crap, I can't. Uh, it's third weekend of the month. Is Baby Yoda in this one? (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, I am Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's watch some highlights. (coughs) All right. I'm going to let you comment on these while I relieve myself. (laughs) Telling you, that will take a little start. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that's just just good offense. Human highlight reel goal by Austin. So what a goal, what a move. This week the fake the fake to the pass was the big uh the big scorer. Evans leading on him. Helping out now is Wheel. Back to Gulak. Quick shot. Everybody on the floor. Insanity around the Detroit net. Wheel does a nice job. Look at Suzuki pull that back to Wheel on the backhand. That brings the Kulak shot to the net. Suzuki can't oh, find good. it. Everyone's Lock. battling around the net to try to get to a, a puck. Cousins can't locate it. The Detroit Red Wings, they continue to hold the Montreal Canadiens at bay. By Kyle Turris. It'll be Turris with Mikhail Grandland and Matthew Shane. Dante Fabro again works. With that call, two on one, developing down low. Oh, that was just dirty. That was just dirty. 
Spectacular stick handling. He went right around Ulmark and tucked it in. Look That's great this. stick work. Ooh, Trevor, you're missing out on all the dirty Ulmark jokes. That was Matthew great Shane stick work. That man knows how. You missed it. That guy knew how to use his stick. I mean, he had no business getting this shot, but somehow gets across with the left leg and the glove in a perfect position. I got Big Mac on your dashboard. That's how they make those pucks. Yep. A little bake on the dashboard. Oh, nice pass. No fighting, right? Like uh, everywhere else is like, oh, hey, that's uncalled for. It's like, no, he hit me with his helmet, and I jumped. I want to punch his face now. Oh, 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 yeah, that was the that was the play of the week this week. Was that big cross pass in. Oh my God! The three shots in three seconds. Shot one, shot two. Okay, quick save there. Shot three, three saves on three shots. Look at that split. That's 180 right there, post to post. Jonathan doesn't know where it is at this point, but then once he spots it, that's when he explodes across, and he gets it. I don't know about technique on that one. Vogel and Stahl knocking on the door, Spetsnikov out of the corner. And back to Nolan Crowd's move. He scores! He did it again. Is it uh, that lacrosse yep. thing? Yep. Yep. Just scooped it up. Mm. That's the same guy, right? That keeps yeah. doing him. Look at him. He's trying to defend on it. He's getting his shoulder up. Somebody. Damn. That that goalie's been watching Damn. some tapes. So he was trying. He just got Damn, beat. Damn, homie. Well, uh, moving into that some. Good. That was good. No, that was all. Give me no, that one, I want YouTube to go away. Thank you. Go away. Uh, let's get into some uh, strongman, sort of. Sort of. Well, uh, world's strongest man from 2019, uh, Martin Lysis, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He's a Lithuanian fellow who uh, immigrated to America. But uh, he recently <laughs> did a workout with uh, Rob Gronkowski, formerly of the Patriots, Uh in the American footballs. 
It's the American football. And uh, Martin decided to uh, overhead squat Gronk. So unfortunately, there's not video. I'm not sure how there's not video, but there's huh. a picture here. Um, there you go. Good God. And um, I want to see. Yeah, neither of them have shared a video. <laughs> but uh, Gronk's face tells quite a story. <laughs> he was clearly not prepared for the experience of being squatted by the world's strongest man uh, and the force by which he would be hoisted in the air. Judging by the position of Gronk's body, he did not or could not maintain a stiff plank <laughs> uh-huh. during the squat and, quote, rested some amount of weight on Martin Liss's head. Um, I wanted to see if it says how much. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> Gronkowski uh, is uh, six foot six, former New England Patriots tight end. He uh, played played at a weight of around 269, and I would guess he's heavier now because he's been retired. I would imagine. Um, usually don't lose Unless you're a big ass lineman or something, like right? That. You usually, don't lose weight because you got retired. Um, oh no, this is though. It seems he slimmed. He has slimmed down considerably. So maybe he is. Either way, it's uh, it's funny and fun, and uh, I always like when kind of uh, athletes from more traditional traditional American sports uh, hang out with these strong men because then they really see what an athlete they is. Really <laughs> see what strength is. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> like, yeah, but you're just you're big and slow. Uh like really. uh like when the Vikings hung out with uh um the mountain. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. And he was like, I do four of your workouts. <sighs> That's you guys are so cute. <laughs> well, uh let's slide into this week in his story. His That's all we got for sports. Story. So let's do it. If I find the Right, just push thing. buttons. Clicky thing. Where? Just there push we go. buttons. I got way too many things in between the one thing and the other. <laughs> There's too many things. There's too many things. So this week in history, December 19th, uh, in a case of history repeating itself now, <laughs> 1998, President Bill Clinton was impeached. The House of Representatives approved two car- two articles of impeachment against the president, uh, charging him with lying under oath when he said, I did not, did not have, have sexual relations with that, that woman. woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and obstructing justice, not just obstructing Congress. Right. Uh, Clinton was the second president in American history to be impeached. Nixon was impeached but resigned before the process could basically go forward. He uh-huh. just went, yeah, shit. <laughs> Remember when men <laughs> fell on their swords when they <laughs> fucked up? Well, the interesting thing with Nixon was his real fuck-up was the cover-up. Yeah. It wasn't so much that the Republicans broke into the Democrats' right. offices. Like that, I think that kind of shit happens all the time, yep. even now. 
Although now it's all cyber, cyber and stuff. hacking. And, yeah. <clears throat> it was, he went, oh, let's try to erase everything. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, so that was the second. We're on to the third. That's two in our <laughs> lifetime. That is, yeah. That's 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 pathetic. Yeah, three in my dad's. Yeah. Yeah. E- yep. E- <clears throat> in fact, I remember my dad telling me how upset he was when Nixon, when that stuff happened with Nixon because he had voted for Nixon and was like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? Right. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, uh, let's see. December 20th, 1941. The Flying Tigers, <clears throat> um, American pilots in China, enter combat against the Japanese over Kunming. Uh, this is an interesting bunch of guys. They Because we had not declared war, or let's see, well, it was after December 7th, so we were pretty close to declaring war, um, if we hadn't. <clears throat> Anyways, what I'm getting at is these guys all were private pilots. They... Uh, in fact, if you were in the military and wanted to go fight with them, uh, as long as the military didn't decide you were more needed wherever you were at, uh, they would allow you to uh, suspend your military obligation and go be a part of the Flying Tigers. Crazy. And fight fight them Japs. Wow. Also, Japs wasn't a racist term. Not back then. No. And it was okay to be racist to your enemy if you were in war. Sure. It was kind of... Yeah, we'll call them all kinds of filthy names. We want to uh-huh. kill all of them. <laughs> Interesting times. <clears throat> Anyways, great uh, great John Wayne movie of the same name, The Flying Tigers. Uh, let's see. December 21st, 1620. The Pilgrims uh, land at or near Plymouth Rock, depending on your sources. <laughs> sure. Um, and then a year later, we have you know our first Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Well, legend yeah. has it that's that's what they say. Yeah, I always I always got my Indians name. helped us uh, or them. Yeah, I don't know about us, but helped them fertilize crops with fish and all that uh-huh. kind of yeah. stuff. I just got made fun of. You know, it's, this gal was always making fun of me that I didn't. I wasn't cultured, and I lived in, you know, the trailer park and stuff. She's like, have you ever tried Indian food? I'm like, duh, pilgrims, once a year. <laughs> Indian food. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Turkey and gravy. Yeah. Once a year. Duh. duh. <laughs> I eat corn all the time. <laughs> God, such, a <laughs> such a dick. Uh, let's see. December 22nd. I love this. December 22nd, 1944, during the Battle of the Bulge, uh, General Anthony McAuliffe is delivered this demand for surrender from the Germans. Basically says you're surrounded. The only way to possibly save your soldiers is to give up. And he replied, nuts. And they kept fighting. (laughs) Nuts. Yep. And Patton was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I like this guy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, December 23rd, 1986. 80, no, 86? I don't think that's right. This is the, yeah, it's not 86. I think it's 66. Uh, anyways, the Voyager, and not that Voyager, completes the first nonstop flight around the globe on one load of fuel. Maybe it is 86. 
Yeah, that Cessna looks um, like it's from the 60s. The experimental aircraft piloted by Dick Ruton and uh, Gianna Yeager, daughter of yep. legendary Chuck, Chuck Yeager, Yeager um, landed at Edwards Air Force Base in California after spending nine days and four minutes airborne without refueling. Nice. That, that That's all, basically all those wings are full of fuel. Yeah, and they probably gli- uh, glide. Yeah. Glid. Glid. Glided. 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 <clears throat> they probably glided. Could minimize the uh, the running of the engines and then just full of fuel. Nine days in the air, though. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Nobody better eat any hummus. <laughs> That's one of those, uh, how do you go to the bathroom? Depends. Depends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see December 24th 1966 uh, a Soviet research vehicle let me pull up the picture here now I'm talking about it um, a Soviet research vehicle soft lands on the moon uh, this was an unmanned vehicle before our you know obviously we beat them yeah uh, with as far as manned flights to the moon but uh, you know they got us with this but whatever we're still better than them Merka. Merka. <laughs> Soft landing. <laughs> what do they mean by that? Like, the other ones must have crashed in, and they're like, well, it's still a landing. It's just a hard hard yeah, landing. They, they, they yeah. made a crater. This we, one didn't. We stopped hearing anything from the satellite, but, you know. <laughs> Soft landing means something different. Yeah. <laughs> Elsewhere. <laughs> and then uh, de- December 25th, 1991, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev... The uh, Soviet Union's first and last executive president resigned, and the Soviet Union ceased to exist. That's it. No more Soviet Union. Yep. It was after the man on the right there said, uh, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall in Germany. And they did, and then Uh, that was it. That's, wait. Senior, George Bush Sr.? Said tear down this wall. Yeah. 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 What did Reagan tell him? Same thing. Re- uh, no, Reagan. Spe- th- I'm positive that that's the voice. No, no, no. You're right. It is Reagan. Okay. You're right. It is Reagan. Don't I'm sorry. I'm like, sorry. You're right. Yeah. Ronnie. 88. Yeah. It was Ronnie. The Gipper. The Gipper. I'm sorry. I no, apologize. Not King George the First. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's the one who said, no "Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall." Be prudent. Yeah. No new I taxes. don't like broccoli. I don't like broccoli. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Yakatori. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Dana Carvey. <laughs> Such a good dude. Oh. Um, you, guys, you guys should check out it. his story. That's it for our show. Dana Carvey did uh did some really cool stuff. You know who I miss? Phil Hartman. Oh, I do miss Phil Hartman. Phil Hi, Hartman. I'm and Troy McClure. He is a a Man, if you want to look at Don't Stick Your Dick in Crazy, Phil Hartman. Cost him his life. Yep. Because she was also in that world of entertainment, and he his success started to overshadow hers, and she could not handle uh, it. Handle it. Yeah, and there, there are stories from, uh, you know, uh, the last show that he was on was News Radio, which I encourage everyone to watch. That, that was very funny. One. And it was Joe Rogan's start as far as being kind of on a national platform. Yeah, the TV level. 
And uh, as an entertainer, because Joe Joe tells some stories about like with Phil, he'd be like, "Why don't you just divorce her? You know, she just takes half your shit." And Phil would go on these rants about, "But it's not just half. I got to pay the lawyer this, and she's gonna get this forever." And <laughs> uh huh. And he's like, "I can't. can't." So he was totally like, just felt stuck. Uh huh. And knew that he didn't want to be there, yep. but basically didn't have a way out. And eventually, it cost him his life. So well, you know what. It could have just cost you money. It could have, yeah. Even if it was more than half. More than or, half. you know, lawyers and this and that. I mean, I get the irritation. Like, it's not just half. Well, They tell like, you it's half, but it's not just half. It's it's half. half. Yeah. <laughs> That's bastard. not what it is. Poor bastard. jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Reagan. But luckily, she did the right thing right after and killed herself. Fair miss point. You. Miss you, Phil. Miss you, Phil. Uh, <laughs> Let's end on a sad note, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, suicide. man. Yeah. Okay. Homicide, suicide, whatever. Yeah. Murder, suicide, pact. <clears throat> I'm at a loss now. Anyway, um, thanks for watching Man Tools. We really appreciate you guys. If you want to uh, check out our premium content. Dealing with employees will be available on Patreon and Gumroad soon. I like how you did that. <laughs> right? Is it tomorrow? I'm not sure yet. Yeah, it depends so. if we record it tonight. <laughs> yep. Soon. <laughs> uh, soon. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, EXO Auto Works and Harmonic Studios Madrid Maintenance and Morty on the Move. Uh, thank you guys for watching and or listening. If you'd like to support Man Tools, please check out our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash mantoolsmedia. It gives you access to the premium content as well. You can also buy premium content a la carte at gumroad.com slash mantools. Uh, merch is available at mantools dot, or excuse me, mantoolsmedia.threadless.com. Support the podcast on Anchor for as little as 99 cents a month. You can also donate to our charities uh, and to our Give Mom a Hand link. Uh, it's on the website. If you'd like to advertise with us starting at about $2 a month, just go to our website, mantoolsmedia.com slash advertise. And we have, let's see what we've got going on next. Oh, take a listen to Trevor perform a pivotal role. A pivotal role. Man in the crowd. Man in the crowd. In the latest episode of Scared Shirtless Podcast at ScaredShirtlessTees.com. This is a really fun thing. It's kind of like an old radio serial. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's like a noir horror. There's some sci-fi time travel stuff and some, like, magic mystical stuff, too. Oh, so it's it's cool. Um, but they, uh, they oftentimes have guests from other podcasts do voices and uh so i got to do a man in the crowd oh um, excellent and it was fun hopefully i can do some more recognizable roles with them ah! in the future I heard you, bro. man in the crowd <laughs> i got to say like three lines and um you have no idea that it's me except that i'm telling you that it's me because there's like four other dudes <laughs> that's perfect scared shirtless yeah Tease. but it was a lot of fun com. Well, all right, kids. We will see you uh, next Thursday. We will. Will we? 
Well, let's see. Next Thursday is the day after Christmas. Do you want to do a show nope. the day after Christmas? I All really right. don't. There we I go. Gotta work. <laughs> we, we will not see you next Thursday. I gotta catch up with two days. We will that. not see. We will be here the second of January. Yes, though, because absolutely. we have a guest booked. Uh-huh. So yeah, we will definitely see yeah. you then. So uh, enjoy the premium content that's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.